We're joined in the studio by Marcus Payer, who is the chairperson of the Asteroid Foundation. Hello, Marcus. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me and um, um, taking some time to talk about space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a subject close to my heart. Uh, the second I, I learned about um, Asteroid Day and, and then I saw an email going around you know, about the foundation, I was like, yeah, I need to speak to you. So Asteroid Day is officially on this Friday. Friday the 30th. The 30th of June. Asteroid yes. Day is it's the eighth time that we do it. Um, it is the 30th of June in the calendar of the United Nations, mm -hmm. uh, which we obtained to have that day, that official day. So it uh, takes place in Luxembourg, is handled and managed by the Asteroid Foundation and reaches a really global community. You know, mm -hmm. it's here in Luxembourg physically, and there's a big space community in Luxembourg, of course, you know that. But we have communities uh, all over the world, in Latin America and Asia and elsewhere, who are celebrating the Ast 30th of June, Asteroid Day, all together. Right, so I have a question, and I, and I think a lot of people m might have this question, which is, why asteroids? Yes, uh, of course. Uh, so, the idea came from a community in California who were talking about planetary defense, which means, you know, the thing that Hollywood and movies have dealt with uh, dozens of times, you know, an asteroid falls on our planet. Things like Armageddon or... Uh, um, yeah, yeah this kind of catastrophic uh, view. And there is a, a science side and a scientific and a serious side to it, of course, because you have to, you, you can invent these things for Hollywood studio, but they are real. They are there. So it, it, there's a theory, isn't there, that the, the dinosaur extinction was through a meteorite or an asteroid strike. It's it's not a theory. It's it's true. Mm -hmm. uh, you can still look at the crater in Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah, uh, yeah and the, the strata uh, you can see. Yeah. yeah, so that was uh, 66 million years ago, the hardest hit that Earth took, as far as we know. And But there, there were others, you know. Life mm -hmm. came back, luckily enough. And mm -hmm. then there were others. And scientists and also people in space agencies and in governments and so on were more and more about, you know, can we not do something about it? What are the elements that we need in order to know what's going on and to know what the risk is, you know? So, of course, you need to observe them. You need to find them, you know. The majority, most of them are... Uh, cruising in a belt uh, between Mars and Jupiter. NASA today counts 1.3 million of these objects, which are between a couple of meters and a couple of hundred kilometers. Yes. Any size between this, you know, mm -hmm. in sometimes very erratic shapes, in uh, strange elliptic orbits, you know, flying around, like composed of metals, minerals and ice. And ice, as you know, is also interesting because it's water, and water is hydrogen and oxygen, and hydrogen and oxygen is a, is a propellant in, in space, you know. So they are composed of things that interest us, you know. So we said then, can we combine two things? The, the asteroid science is a science about observing them, finding them. Mm -hmm. There are many, many more than 1.3 million, many more. We yes. don't know uh, many of them yet, you know. In order to find their trajectories, can we talk about missions, robots going there, which happened already, to get some dust, to study it? Jap Japan did that, and they, they, they have it back on Earth in the lab, and other missions are underway. And then can we combine this with the question, what if one of these things comes closer? In other words, technologies to deflect them from their trajectory. That mission, DART, from NASA has just taken place, and uh, so the, it was hugely successful. So it showed that actually by crashing a probe into an asteroid, you can change 
its direction. Like a universal type of billiards or pool? Or a little bit yeah. that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just that the, the, the robot, the, the, the probe going there is uh, smaller than the, than the asteroid, of course, that you are hitting, you know? Of course, yeah. So all these things have a sense, not only for this question, how can we protect ourselves, also a sense in how can we use the resources up there. And it would not necessarily mean that you want to bring back the resources to Earth. You could also argue that one day we will have uh, fabs uh, and production in the, in the orbit anyway. You yeah. know? And this has become a community which we gather every uh, year. And what is interesting is, not, of course, it's about space. So all the technologies we are talking about, all the investments we are talking about, all the companies involved uh, building the pieces that we need, are not all working on asteroids, but they're working on space missions. Mm -hmm. And that is very close to our heart and to this topic. And then we look for ambassadors, you know, and this is something that for us, for uh, Asteroid Day, we have uh, really created uh, extremely strong links with astronauts uh, because astronauts are space ambassadors. Yeah. So they come and visit us and they come also, some of them are already coming in, I heard, uh, at, the, at the airport and they will sit on the panels. They will be around. You can talk to them, touch them, get a signature from them. And that is something that is very fascinating for, for people. We go to schools with them. We go to a couple of schools tomorrow and on Friday together with an astronaut. And the idea behind all this is show people the fascination of space, show people the relevance of space and educate. So there is this serious part of the Asteroid Day, which is uh, talking you know, about missions, about sure. the research, about science, about financing and so on. But also attract especially youngsters, attract young generation, tell them that it makes sense to work in space and that there is a lot of place in space and that working in space does not mean necessarily you have to become an astronaut. Of course you can apply. And actually the Luxembourg Space Agency uh, has chosen our space festival, which is then on the second day on the 1st of July, to announce the finalists of their astronaut for a day initiative. Luxembourg has done that and the space agency will present, uh, three ministers will be present and the LSA, the Luxembourg Space Agency, and they will present the 25 finalists. So you can become an astronaut for a day or for your life, you know, but you can, there are many, many other ways to work in space, many. Mm -hmm. And the 70, 80 startups uh, that we have in Luxembourg are an excellent opportunity to do that. So I guess we're now into talking about the Asteroid Day program. Um, so perhaps we could talk a little bit about um, what's occurring on Friday and also there's events happening on Saturday as well yes. and how people might get involved. Yes. So this happens in Tramschap uh, in Limpertsberg, kicks off uh, on Friday and is for two hours from 4 to 6 uh, p.m. A couple of uh, panels uh, talking about the missions, uh, talking about uh, the research, uh, current stage, uh, new developments, and we have a quite a prominent panel. And then you can stay for the Space Happy Hour, have a glass with us. <laughs> and space Happy Hour, I like that. <laughs> And uh, then on Saturday, it's a longer day. We call that um, the, the Asteroid Day Festival. It's actually a new format we are doing for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it is a full day program with a lot of panels on different topics, but also, as I said, with you know opportunity to meet astronauts, talk to them over the day, they are there, and opportunity also to talk to business people, entrepreneurs, uh, they are, you know, many, many are coming to that. And of course, are interested to, you know, to talk to the public, and especially also 
to search talent and to raise interest, you know. Mm -hmm. And then there's a real fun part, um, not to forget, because the whole program actually is targeting, you know, say, family and friends, aficionados, you can come and you can, for example, in a workshop, uh, build your own Mars rover. Uh, if you want, somebody's offering that, yeah. Uh, you can sit in a booth with uh, astronomers, uh, which is, uh, you know, we have the astronauts and astronomers and get inside. And I know that many young people are super fascinated by astronomy and all these questions. Me uh, too, but I don't think I count as young anymore. <laughs> there is a lot of um, opportunity to, to also have fun. So where can people go to get more details about the events taking place? First of all, it is on both days, it's in Tramschab in Limpertsberg. You don't have to register, it's for free. You can just come. If you want to know more, you go to asteroidday.org. Okay. That's our website, yep. and the whole program is there. And if you want, you can uh, register. If you want, you can also donate, <laughs> <laughs> which we'd be happy about. But that's the, the, the website, asteroidday.org. Uh, Marcus, is there anything else that you, you think our uh, listeners need to know about asteroids? Uh, Asteroid Day uh, or the event that's coming up. Is there anything that we've not covered yet? And uh, There's a lot more to say if you want, but uh, I'm glad I'm here and we are here and we can talk to you and uh, hope to see you. You'll see uh, me. At Asteroid Day. <laughs> yes. yes, fantastic. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you ever so much for coming in, Marcus. Thank you very much.